welcome to the Irish Pagan School podcast. Your hosts are authors and co-founders of the Irish Pagan School here in County Waterford, Ireland, Laura O'Brien and John O'Sullivan. Falcha. Hello, this is Laura O'Brien and John O'Sullivan. We are here from the Irish Pagan School based in Waterford in Ireland. What does the IPS stand for? And maybe it's not what you think, because it's not just Irish Pagan School, as the letters might indicate. That is obviously what IPS literally stands for. But we'd like to introduce you a little bit more today to who we are, what we do, and why that matters. So, John, what does the IPS stand for? Well, it was my turn to pick a topic today, and, you know, me, I'm a little bit cheeky around things like the, as an acronym, IPS does literally mean Irish Pagan School. What we're really talking about here is in those three particular categories, as an Irish Pagan and School, what are our values? What is it that we, as a partner, as a couple, as an education body, as a community, as a growing representation of paganism in not just Ireland, but also thanks to all of our tour around the world, globally, what are our values? What is it that we stand for? And I think it's a very important topic. I think it's something that we do need to be active in addressing on a regular basis. Because if we don't take the time to define how we act and how we relate to those particular words, then what we get lost in translation, so much can get misconstrued. You know, when you talk about being Irish, in Ireland, when you talk about being Irish, it's just our culture, our nation, our ethnicity. You know, you talk about being Irish anywhere else in the world, you'll get a variety of different responses from stereotypical alcoholism to plastic Patrick Paddy stuff to hate really in some countries where, you know, being Irish has been vilified in the past, you know. So if we don't take time to really identify how and be vocal about our identifications and definitions, so much can get misconstrued. So... For ourselves, as an Irish company, as an Irish body, for us, Irish is an ethnicity. It's not about your DNA. It's not about your blood. It's not about, like, you know, you being born in the country or of the country or having a lineage that goes back 15 generations. I'm Lino Sullivan. You know, I have one of the oldest lineages in this country. Uh, O'Brien, actually. <laughs> I said one half. <laughs> one half. <laughs> Obviously, these things matter just a little bit sometimes. <laughs> But again, that's based on a cultural narrative of, you know, being dispossessed from our identity, being dispossessed from our land. You know, even though we as descendants of the people who lived on this island still carried on living on the island, we didn't have our land. It was taken from us. We were controlled by a foreign body. Mm. And so being Irish then is this very unique experience because we're not very far away. Like, you know, the 1916 Rising was only 105 years ago now. You know, we're only, like, if you actually take the, the timelines, 1960 wasn't the start of Ireland. The Republic wasn't ratified until... We are not nine... here for a history lesson. <laughs> I just want to clarify that it's only 100 years. Yeah. We're only 100 years as a Republic because it wasn't until 1922-23 yes. when it was actually passed as a Republic. So, you know, 
we're not even 100 years old as a nation, but that still means there's a lot of pain when you talk about being Irish and the cultural influences around being Irish. Yes, but back a lot further than that, being Irish means being a part of the people here on the island. And whether that was the Vikings who invaded or the Normans who invaded or way before that, the Tua de Danon who invaded, the actual living culture here on the island is how we identify as Irish people. Yeah. And while family lineages and history and heritage and, you know, everything that's happened in the past, it's very important. And, and we're not trying to discount that or anybody's value because of that, right? Mm -hmm. But what we're saying is that's not the be all and end all of what being Irish is. Absolutely. Like we've many examples of people coming into the Ireland, island, settling with other people in the island, becoming a blended kind of culture. You know, and there's actual records of the Anglo Anglo-Saxons in the 1300s being referred to as more Irish than the Irish themselves. Yeah. So when we talk about Irish and being Irish, it's not just because you're born here. It's not just because of your ancient lineage or name. It is being part of a culture, being part of a, a, a collective or an ethnicity that you value. And the relationship with other Irish people. Of course. Yeah. So that when we take that aspect, that value that we stand for, you know, people of colour are Irish. People who move into the island and live as part of an Irish community are Irish. You know, people born of, you know, parents who didn't come from this country are Irish. If they're engaging with it and connecting with it in that respectful, honest, appreciative, not appropriative way. Yeah. And so that's one thing that we are very, very clear of. And so from there, we don't stand for racism. We absolutely, very energetically, do not stand for that. We very much the opposite. In fact, <laughs> we are quite active against racism exactly. and very aware of our own cultural whiteness as well and our own past and privilege because of that. Mm -hmm. But there is outside of the North American race issues. There, are, in in Europe, race is a little bit different because, mm -hmm. for example, here in Ireland, we have a lot of state-sanctioned racism against our own indigenous culture, travelers, travelers' culture. And that is racism as well. You yeah. know, Irish people engage in mm -hmm. that. So we're not in any way saying that we're perfect or anything, but it's not just about skin tone here in Ireland yeah. either. It, it's about ethnicity and perception of ethnicity. Mm -hmm. If you don't sound Irish enough, then obviously it is the problem, you know, in some facets. So... We as an organisation, as an Irish company, as an Irish organisation, we stand very clearly for openness and acceptance of all people. And we don't abide by racism. And in any of our groups, any of our Facebook page, if you're going to act like a racist, to be told very, very quickly where the door is. No quarter for that. Absolutely no quarter. You know? So that's kind of the first aspect of being Irish. The next thing we're going to talk about is being pagan. Being pagan in Ireland has been challenging. Even the, many the word itself is quite challenging because it is a, a reclamation of a word. It's pagan is is a name that, you know, from its earliest origins has been used as basically a slur mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. or at, at the very least a descriptor from outside of the people who were actually like practicing pagans. Yeah. But in in Ireland, there's also the whole kind of weight of being called dirty pagan because of the Catholic prejudice mm -hmm. against people who were ungodly or outside the church. And 
for us deliberately choosing to use that term paganism is actually a reclamation as well. And it's something that, again, people outside of the Irish culture may not get the full nuance of. Um, we, we grew up with, a lot of people in Ireland grew up with almost a fear of being referred to as pagan, especially from, you know, from the altar of a Sunday <laughs> in mass, if the priest, yeah. if the priest dubbed you that, you know, that, that godless pagan or that dirty pagan, that would be, you know, that would be the end of it for a lot of people in a lot of small rural communities back in the day. Mm. So paganism as a general kind of catch-all term is, is what we use. And also it's because when a lot of people are, are specifically seeking modern paganism, it's a thing. It's something that people are beginning to understand in a very general way. Yeah. So it was a good umbrella term for us to use. But actually what we're talking well, about is yeah, exactly. anim animism, native Irish spirituality, which in some ways is often, especially when you get into folklore, is often a syncretic blend between pagan and Christian magical traditions mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. medieval manuscript stories mm -hmm. or anything. So it's quite complicated, again, here in Ireland, what that definition of pagan can actually mean. Absolutely, which, again, is why we thought it important to make a stance on that as well. So when we talk about pagan, it, again, it is that catch-on term. There is no one true pagan. There is no one true pagan path. There is no one true expression of spirituality that is paganism. Paganism is a collective umbrella term for a number of different ways to explore a spiritual relationship and a spiritual existence for yourself. Invariably, paganism involves earth-based spirituality, being connected with the earth and nature around you. It involves like meditation and introspection as an active act of the other cornerstones of paganism is mono is, is not monotheism, it's polytheism, the knowledge of multiple different deities. So when we talk about paganism, like, and the use of that pagan term, it is to just make sure that we're very clear and, as Laura said, to reclaim some of the damage that was done by negative slur of that word. But when we get down into what it is that the school actually teaches, it is native roots Irish spirituality based on our ancient folklore and based on our expressions in connection with our environment and our, our world around us. Yeah. So, and I think there's a broad range of courses in the Irish Pagan School from everything from highly academic examination of primary source material right down to, you know, how personal, how people personally, you know, the different teachers personally interact with that and their own personal practices. We have a good range of teachers with a very good range of, of traditions actually under mm -hmm. that Irish Pagan umbrella. And expressions yeah. of their own spirituality yeah. in the way they follow, absolutely. Um, but as with talking about Irish nationality or as an ethnicity and the, the negative sides of that, there is a lot of negativity around the world. Like there's a lot of gender essentialism that happens. There's a lot of, like, you know, by gender essentialism, we mean kind of male and female deity, like, you know, this divine couple kind of stuff and focusing on something as ridiculous as genitalia to try and define someone's connection to spirituality. And that's flawed. It's fundamentally wrong, you know? And so we as a pagan body will stand very clearly about people's right to self-identify, people's right to express themselves as a being as they choose to express them and to be respected for that and to be accepted for that. And so we don't have any kind of, what, what it's not turf anymore, it's fart. Fart, <laughs> you know, which stands for? I don't know what fart it's, it's a, Turf is, is trans-exclusionary radi radical feminist. I'm not sure what fart yeah. stands for, so, but it sounds better. Yeah, it's just... There's far too much stuff which 
people use to divide instead of unify. People use to judge or to exclude instead of include and involve and educate. And I think for us as, as pagans in Ireland, as paganism, we're reclaiming not just the word, but also we're trying to make a stance for all of the problematic stuff that goes with it. Because again, against all of the problems. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> against all of the problematic stuff that goes with it. Because <laughs> for a long while, the, you know, this expression of spirituality is very convoluted and is mixed up. And there's a lot of people who are, well, it's my tradition, it's my lineage, it's been passed down to me for, you know, two decades, four decades, you know, whatever it is. And yeah, okay, that's where you come from. But that doesn't define where you are right now. And it, it can inform, but if your paganism or your spirituality is not open to grow and to educate itself and to learn with the times, to challenge its own bias, then there's something fundamentally wrong with your paganism. You know, and that is one thing that we are very much aware of ourselves. You know, much like as an expression of Irish people, we, we are aware of our Irish bias and our white bias, you know, as best we can be. You know, we all have blind spots. We work really hard not to. But the same applies for paganism. The same applies for our expression of spirituality and trying to be as open and inclusive for that as we can. So that's our second pillar. Um, we just have feminism appropriating radical transphobe. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you so much, Matt. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Appreciate it. And so the last thing in our IPS of what the IPS stands for is school. Education. Yes. And we are an education body. You know, our intent very clearly from the outset of forming all of this is not to exclude people from information, it's not to bar people from information, it's to get as many people accessing our content as possible. Hello, this is Laura Ryan, and I want to make sure that you get access to our free gift for you, which is the Roots and Reverence Ancestral Connection Toolkit. So this is a five-day guided exploration, which will be delivered to you free over email series. And it's as enlightening as it is grounding. It's designed for anyone who feels a kinship with Irish paganism, whether you carry Ireland in your blood, your heart, or the soul memories of lifetime past. There is no cost, only the promise of authentic connection to Ireland, as ever from us. So go to irishpagan.school forward slash roots, that's R-O-O-T-S, to get your ancestral connection toolkit. And again, it's all free, delivered free over five days. There's resources, there's exercises, there's connections, there's all sorts of cool stuff. So I hope you enjoy that. It is our free gift to you for being a valued podcast member. So back to the episode. Yes, the accessibility is really, really important. And before any of the current climate or anything happened, you know, we were very keen on accessibility. One of the things that, you know, some people, when, when we talk about, like, we don't care what your Irish ancestry is, we don't care where you're coming from, we don't care, you know, you, if, as, as Lou said there in the comments, you know, there are a lot of people whose family were Irish but took them out of Irish culture and they've lost that. Yeah. There's a lot of people in the diaspora who all around the world who have lost their connection to Irish culture. And by our definitions, currently can't, you know, access that, can't call themselves Irish. And that's a blow to a lot of people. And we are not unsympathetic to that. And the reality is that we literally have dedicated our lives 
to educating, to connecting, to making sure that all of those people who are disconnected from Irish culture, from genuine Irish identity, Irish ancestry, Irish cultural experience Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. can actually access that in, you know, as authentic a way as possible. Authentic connection to Ireland is literally what the Irish Playing School is about. So please don't feel that we are gatekeeping or trying to exclude anybody from that. This is where we are and this is how we see it. But we also do work very, very hard to make all this stuff accessible. Irish paganism is not an open culture. It's not a free-for-all, but it is, I would view it as a semi-open culture in that if you have, again, connection to the actual culture, if you have connection through native Irish people to the actual spiritual traditions, then you can partake in that culture. You can be a part of it. You can be a part of our tour. You can be a part of that connection, that spirituality, that magic, that that history, that heritage, all of those things that so many people who, you know, feel left out when they're defined as not Irish mm. are still longing for, you mm-hmm. know. And it's not that you can't have that. It's that please, please, please just do it in the right way. And we're not saying that our way is the only way to do that. No. We are definitely not the only Irish people who are doing stuff like this. We have thankfully inspired a lot more people to actually start picking up the picking up the the cause the, the cause I suppose yes <laughs> and getting their stuff online getting their books out getting their classes out yeah. and trying to you know trying to kind of clear some space that's really what the Irish Pagan School has done I think in the last five years is and, and indeed my work for the last 20 years really has has started to hold space for Irish people to have a genuine voice mm-hmm. and I wasn't the first one to do it I, I wasn't the only one to do it but I'll tell you a little story in a minute about, <laughs> about what it was like when I started yeah we were definitely the ones who started to do it I suppose the biggest and yeah through the Irish Pagan School we were very quick to start bringing in other teachers as well, other native Irish teachers, because the one thing we really don't want is for it to just be our voice or our, like, you know, one true way. That's not what we're about. No, again, anyone who purports a one true way or sets themselves up as the the be-all to answer all the questions isn't forming an education body, they're forming a cult. It's a cult of personality. They want to, you know, position themselves in in a place of authority or recognition or respect. That's not what we want to do. You know, both of us, surprise, surprise, are introverts. Did <laughs> <laughs> you not? Me more so than you. you, you you're more you're, so you're a bit me. of an ambivert. <laughs> I, I, I play a good extrovert on TV. <laughs> but the thing is, like, we don't want to be in the center of all of this, you know, but we have had to be in order to make a space for those other people to come along, you know. And it's been tough. It's been difficult. But by being able to define ourselves as a, a body who focuses on education, on kind of helping people understand, helping people to explore, to grow, to learn, you know, that is fundamental. That is a fundamental baseline of why we even do this. Mm-hmm. And on some days, I find it hard to care, but Laura's the one who actually really cares. It's like, you know, no, people need to know this. Shut oh, everybody thinks I'm a bitch. We need to, <laughs> we need to, we need to keep that so going. <laughs> the, other, the other side of this is that because we have put structure to this, because we have built a a very clear, recognised platform, the very clear, like, boundaries and very clear expectations around this, we become a lighthouse for negativity. 
suddenly, you know, people accuse us of being gatekeeping or elitist or it has to be our way. We are 100% not. Whatever way you want to grow and learn and explore your spirituality, find it, do it, chase it, be the best version of it that you can be yourself. We just want to make it easier to access good, recognizable, reputable resources and to avoid some of the horror shows of the past. And those things do actually occur and they do exist. Yeah. Well, and we're not going to focus on those. Things. No. So we want to kind of just drive it forward and say, listen, you know, you might not know that there is a problem with this book or there's a problem with that kind of exploration. You might not know that there's a bias in regards to this exploration of spirituality from this particular root cause. We want to just give here is as good resources as we can give. But again, we're aware of the fact that you know, we own, we have our own biases around that. We want to just be very clear and say, everyone is welcome at the table. Everyone who comes with the willingness to give respect, the willingness to learn, to grow, to ed to educate themselves and experience, is absolutely one hundred percent welcome. The people and who respect aren't welcome, the boundaries that yeah. that have to be in place, and that's yeah. the other side. Yeah. and that's the other thing we want to stand for. We won't stand for people sea lining. We won't stand for people coming in and just taking space just to fulfill their own ego. We dream. won't stand for entitlements, which we see a whole lot of. There is tied up with cultural appropriation is this sense of entitlement in that, you know, as native people, we, we have to give what other people want or need. And I mean, when we look back on colonization, that's literally what that was. Yeah. And still is. Yeah. So, even on our own island, high pass. <laughs> even on our own island, parts of Ireland are currently colonised yeah. still. So we live with this every single day and we absolutely 100% do not put up with it in any of our spaces. And if people think I'm a bitch because I have very, very clear boundaries in place around that, then bitch I will be. Yeah, I think that, that's really where I was going to it as well. To people who are not willing to offer respect mm -hmm. and to come with an open exploration, firm boundaries can feel like oppression. Yeah. And it's not oppression. We're not excluding, we're not trying to dictate, we're not trying to gatekeep or anything like that at all. Like if you approach this with an openness and a respect and a compassion, Again, that appreciation, not appropriation, mm. that you will find a lot within our school. Absolutely. You will find, find a lot in of scope yeah. within yeah. The, the range of teachers we do, the range of kind of content we provide. You know, we want to try and be as broad as we can to help offer education resources to as many people as possible. Because so many people in the world aren't presented with the fact that they have a choice. Mm. They're born and they're raised in a particular faith, particular doctrine, and that's what they believe they have to follow. Mm -hmm. But if they're not given, shown that there is opportunities, how will they ever know? Yeah. So we do moderate all of our Facebook groups. We have a number of different private groups to go along with our courses, our classes, and stuff like that. We have and a fantastic, fantastic team of amazing. moderators. Shout out to our moderators. Volunteer moderators. Absolutely brilliant. Who give so much time, so much effort to make sure that the voice of the team, of the community is maintained, that the culture of openness, but with safe boundaries, is maintained. And that is something we are both very, very humble of because it was just Laura and me in the beginning. <laughs> but now we have lots of other people helping with the education and helping educate other people peer to peer, which is a beautiful thing yeah, in our community. Absolutely. Well, look, you don't have to take our word for it. We've been sitting here talking at you for ages now. 
you don't have to take our word for it. You can actually go onto the irishpaganschool.com and you can pick up free classes. There's always free classes available up there. Yeah. So you can you can click on the tag on the top and make sure that I think they're tagged free, all mm-hmm. the free ones. And where you can just go down through them, there's prices on all of them. So some of those prices are, are zero. Okay, so go to the irishpaganschool.com or sorry, www.irishpaganschool.com and don't, like I said, don't take our word for it. Actually see for yourself. Yeah. You will see from the content in the school exactly what we're about. It's very, very easy. You know, anything from a half an hour to an hour to two hours of free content in any given class and resources and all the rest of it. And one of the main things we do is, again, really because we're not about just our way, we try and give people the resources and the tools to be able to go and do their own research yeah. and not just take our word for things. And that's what we're all about. Yeah. Which is why it's important to make sure you're on the mailing list as well, because yeah. there's regular resources to send out, regular kind of information to just access and connect, to take control of your own education, to take your control of your own growth as a spiritual person. We want to give you the best tools that we can find. Yeah, and we do send out these regular resources on the mailing list. And that's one of the things that comes up time and time again is I don't know what's good. I don't know what's not. You can literally just sign up to the mailing list and get resources coming in every day, every two days, every three days. However, often I find something interesting (laughs) and send it over or, you know, talk about a new class or whatever. So when I was starting out, there was nothing. There was nothing like this. All we had was... EJ McCoy and DJ Conway and just a load of crap like that. You know, Americans and John and Caitlin Matches teaching fucking bullshit Celtic shamanism and Druid organizations based in England and America. And there was nothing that was actually here in Ireland. There was, sorry, there was, there was Fellowship of Isis and there was Dan and Stuart Farrer's Wicking Coven. <laughs> that's, that's how far back we're going. There was no internet. No internet in them days. Our bookshops here where there was one bookshop up behind Dublin Castle that was like a a kind of an anarchist bookshop that occasionally sold a few bits and pieces of occult literature, which definitely weren't getting anything in essence. And, you know, there just wasn't the resources. So while there is, we've kind of, the pendulum has swung the other way now where there's so much resources available for people that it's really difficult. It's really overwhelming to find out exactly what's good and what's not. So we have, I have a couple of things up on the Laura O'Brien YouTube channel. We have, we have a really good panel discussion up on the Irish Pagan School YouTube channel about why it matters, mm-hmm. why good resources matter. And it's a panel discussion between four Irish people that really actually rocks if you have an hour or so to spare. But there's also various other, we, we, we are always throwing out both quality resources through the email list, on our Facebook pages, in our Irish Pagan School student group. There is just, there is so much available and like yeah. we absolutely do not in any way stand over anything. You won't see anything coming from us that we can't 100% recommend. So if it comes from us, if we pass it on, it's not our stuff all the time, but some of it is, some of it yeah. isn't. But if we've passed it on, it's to the best of our knowledge, it is a yeah. good quality resource that you can rely on. So if that's worth anything to you, and again, all that's free yeah. before you even get into the paid classes. Obviously, we stand over our paid classes. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. And again, like if we find out down the line that something is off, we will 100% hands up and make changes that we Absolutely. need to do. Absolutely. Like, you know, um, I, through our mer- merchandising, you and Honor, I generated a t-shirt, which I thought was funny based on comments in our group but it turns out it included 
slur language that was offensive to people of the Jewish community. So, as which as, 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 as monocultural Irish people, we genuinely had no know. idea about at the time. But as soon as it was pointed out to us, we it was removed. It it right and you know, we made an apology then yeah. to anyone who was hurt by it. So it's not no no one is perfect. No one is above errors and mistakes. But if we don't set ourselves some kind of standard, if we don't stand for something, we'll fall for everything. And that's, I think, what the real reason behind this line is. It's, this is what we stand for. This is where you'll find us. This is where all of our alignments are very clearly laid out because we don't want anyone falling for poor information. We don't want anyone falling for, you know, possibly abusive practices. You know, we want people to be safe we want people to be inspired and we want people to grow in their own spiritual way as only they will ever be able to. Yeah, and we want people so, to be autonomous as well. We, want, we, could, yeah, we but, want people like, we don't want a load of people trying to hold our hands the whole way. Like, because we, we want, you know, we want to be able to set people free into the wild. We're not, we're, not, yeah, we're not building any form of centralised structure around us as a duality or as anything like that at all, which people have asked. And no, we may work for the Morrigan and the Dagda respectively, but we're not defining all of this around that relationship or those deities. We're trying to be as broad in our access and awareness and our invitation to paganism as we actually want on the second. And Rian there in the comments said, the Irish Pagan School is absolutely brilliant. And I feel like I've been searching for this kind of support, resources and community for a very long time. And that is exactly why I started the Irish Pagan School. Like, Thank that, you very much. Like, I created the thing. Even before me and John got together, I had this dream. <laughs> I had a dream. I had this dream about this kind of support, this kind of community, because it's exactly what I needed when I was a teenager coming into Irish paganism. Yep. Looking for this kind of education, I had nothing. And there's there's a great quote that talks about be the ancestor that you want to see in the world. <laughs> and I'm not dead yet, <laughs> but I, I really do feel that yeah. like this is this is our life's work. Mm-hmm. This is a legacy that we can leave because it 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 was always intended to be much bigger than us. Yeah, and you know not dependent on us because I want to go and live in a mountain <laughs> in a cave <laughs> on my so, own. <laughs> hopefully that kind of gives you a good in- insight into what IPS actually stands for, what we stand for, and then, you know, helps you understand some of the, the difficulties that we come up against as we bounce off a very firm and clear boundary. But as I say in our light of five groups, if someone doesn't respect your boundaries, they're showing that they don't respect you mm. fundamentally. So I think that covers everything we wanted to chat about today. Do make sure that you're throwing the comments here below. These, If you don't mind, if you think anything in this might be useful to someone else you know, be they Irish, pagan, or in education, send them to them. Share them to it. Type them in the comments. Type them in the comments. Whatever works for you. Yeah. Whatever you and them are comfortable. Both of us don't do non-consensual tagging. So don't I don't tag anyone who's not down to be tagged. Yeah, no fair. <laughs> Never tag me. No. <laughs> we'll always tag the IPS. Because yeah. we will find you and we will always come back in a supportive way, not in a scary way. So I, that, I make no promises that I'm not gonna scary. Yeah, actually I'm the fluffy one. Okay. <laughs> Guru of Mahabas, thank you for spending time with us. We really, really appreciate it. Until next time. Look after yourself and smile. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a positive review in your podcast listener. 
Then head over to irishpaganschool.com and enroll in one of our free or paid courses. Slong a full and we will see you next time.